Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, founder of the author incubator, Dr. Angela Loria. Well, hey, everybody. We are back. Took a week off last week while we were launching our 10 newest bestsellers. So sorry I missed you guys, but we were very busy with a couple bottles of Ruth Clicquot toasting everybody's success here at the Author Castle. And we've got a whole nother round of toasting just about to start here. I am having a wedding celebration on Saturday. Um, and so I actually took today and tomorrow off work, but I was super excited to like sneak over to my office for um, just a quick half hour to record this podcast with our guest today, Andrea Hansen, who is the author of Live Your Life, Not Your Diagnosis, How to Manage Stress and Live Well with Multiple Sclerosis. Andrea, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So, um, so let's just get started by telling people about your book. What's it about? Who's it for? This book is for people who are newly diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Um, it can be a really, uh, really shocking diagnosis to have. And it can be a very stressful situation to go through. And having been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis myself in the year 2000, I understand a few things about how to live well with MS because you certainly can. And one of the major factors of living well with with MS is understanding how to manage your stress. And that is the main point of what this book is about, is how to manage your stress even when you're living with multiple sclerosis. I mean, I feel like we all should be managing our stress, like we all hear that, and it's the biggest contributor to, you know, heart disease Uh or weight gain or whatever, Um, but why do you think it's particularly important for people with MS to manage their stress? What happens if they don't that maybe wouldn't happen to someone without that diagnosis? Well, MS can be specifically hit by periods of high stress. And so you're right. High stress affects us as humans. Uh, it's not really a state that you want to be in, that state of chronic stress. But when you have multiple sclerosis, uh, which is an autoimmune disease um, or any autoimmune disease, your uh, immune system is heightened to things like stress. And so when you're stressing out, your immune system gets really excited about it because it wants to fix it. It wants to fix all the things that go on in your body Mm -hmm. that stress brings on. And when you have any kind of autoimmune disease, when your immune system is excited, that's when bad things start to happen because an autoimmune disease is your immune system attacking your own body. So that's why it's especially important when you have any kind of autoimmune disease, really, to learn how to control your stress because so much of it is absolutely controllable. Mm, I love that. So lots of people have MS, lots of people have learned to manage their stress probably better than me the week of my wedding. Um, (laughs) But why a book? How did you decide that this experience that you had was, um, was calling you to write a book? How did you pick 
how did you pick that topic and make that decision to, to actually take it to the level of becoming an author on the topic? Yeah, you know, it's, it's such an interesting question. Um, the, first, the first answer would be I've always kind of known I would write a book. It's just something that I've known since I was a little girl. I did not always know that I was going to write a self-help book. <laughs> but one thing that I have learned, one thing I've learned through having living with MS and uh, is how to control my symptoms. And I learned that through coming to this world of coaching and learning how to coach and learning how to become a coach. And it was only natural for me once I figured these few tools out to start coaching other people with multiple sclerosis and teach them these tools. And that's when I kind of put it together. I was like, wait a second, I can totally write about these tools in a book and distribute it to far more people than I'm going to be able to coach or reach. So it was just kind of a natural progression to take what I learned, what I coached people with, and just put it in a book and give it to everybody. I love it. So you get the idea for the book. Um, I think this happens to a lot of people. I don't know. They're taking a shower. They're going for a run, and they're like, I know. (laughs) I could turn this into a book. What did you Mm -hmm. do next? What, What was the next step in your process? Uh, <laughs> I, um, I opened up my laptop and I popped open a Word document and I thought, okay, I'm going to write an outline for my book. And that's, that's about where that step ended <laughs> the first time. <laughs> but that's literally what I did. I'm going to outline it and, and nothing. I had, I had maybe like and why four or five because people do this, a lot of times they don't start with an outline. They'll start by writing chapter one. So they'll be like, yeah. chapter one, you know. And then they don't finish. Why do you think that is now? You, and you've actually written almost two books. You have another book coming out yeah. June 2nd? I do. Um, and have you finished writing that one, or are you still finishing yeah. that up? Now I've finished so you've written the final edits right now. Got it. So you've written two books now. Why do you think... Yeah. Uh, why do you think when you sat down that time and did the outline that it didn't turn into a book? Because I didn't have, I, I didn't have a team. I didn't have anybody to run ideas by that I trusted. Like everybody, I, I mean, I mm. have a lot of support, but a lot of the support is, no, you're great. It's fine. No, it's awesome. Keep going. And, you know, you love that support, but that's not always the support that you need. Sometimes you need someone to tell you, no, that's, that's, crap you need to start over (laughs) sometimes that's more supportive and I didn't have that I didn't have a true sounding board I didn't have a team with editors and um, you know certainly the different types of editors that I now know you should have when you write a book Um, so I think that's why I just kind of I had no idea I had no you know litmus test to know if what I was writing was good or you know was going to reach as many people as I wanted this to yeah so what did you what did you do to change that? You write the outline, you notice the book isn't happening, and then what was your next step? Uh, my next step was to start looking for people that could help me. It was it was really realizing, okay, I'm not going to do this on my own. This is you know, I, I realized on some level that this was not something that had to take a long time, and I knew that I was making it hard for myself, and so I started looking for help. I started looking for someone that could help me uh, figure this whole book thing out and, and actually make it happen. Cause I was pretty determined to actually publish this book. Mm. And 
And so after talking, keep keep going. Sure. Yeah. After I started looking, I started looking, I started talking to people and listening to the whole idea of self-publishing. And I like got further and further turned off from that whole idea and more Mm. and more I need a team. I just, I just knew I needed a team, which is what led me to you and working with a different press. Love it. So mm-hmm. when you, when you um, started working with us, had you already realized you wanted a team? Did you have your project sort of envisioned as complete, or did that project change as you and that vision change as you worked with us? Oh, yeah, it totally changed um, as I worked with you. It just it changed not like all of a sudden I wanted to write a different book. It just changed to where it was just much more solidified. It just became much more real um, and much less of kind of these ideas that were swirling in my head. I was able to, you know, the first one of the first uh, exercises I went through with you was to envision my book just in my mind's eye and to kind of look at it and touch it and feel it and really know that it's there. And that really helped Mm. me just know that, okay, this is already done. Now I just got to go through the steps to do it. And somehow that really helped. And so that really pushed me forward to have it change to the, to the point where it's just, it was more, um, it, it was just easier for the reader to understand opposed to for me, like there's a, I learned the difference between having a reader read it and having me write it and understanding that it's mm. much more important to write this for the reader than for me. And, you know, checking that list there is a checking that box on my list. Right. So walk us through your writing process. You've written two books now. What, what was mm-hmm. different maybe between the two writing experiences? <laughs> what was the same? And what sort of advice would you give yourself about writing the actual writing part of the process now you've done a couple of these? No, I don't know. Yeah. The, um, it was, you know, this time around it was definitely more uh, – much easier just because I understood the process and I understood also that I could do the process. You know, when you're first going through Mm. something, even though, you know, even though you have a team, even though I know I'm supported, it's still a little nerve wracking. You still have all those fears. You still have the, you know, who am I to write this book kind of thing. And, Oh my gosh, it's awful. And uh, what am I doing? Or you still have all of that. Um, But the first time it can be a lot more jarring because you're not expecting it. (laughs) And so the second time, like I was just editing and I'm like, Oh, yep there it is, that thought that I should just scrap this whole thing and start over. <laughs> I'm like, mm. right on time. You know, it's just, you just get to know the process. So it was a lot easier to move through just those fears, those fears that ultimately don't really mean anything um, that pop into your head. So what's that your writing mean? process like? Do you write consistently? Um, do you write an hour a day? Do you write in the morning? What are some of your mm. writing practices? My writing, I do it in in spurts. So if I, I'll have like a writing day where that's pretty much all I do and I put the blinders on and I just motor through and I'll get, you know, two chapters done. And so within a couple of days, I've got, you know, three, four chapters done and edited enough to send to my editor for the first draft. So, and I'll do that like once a week. So I'll have, you know, a three-day burst once a week and then I'll get, I'll get through it like that. But I definitely, I put my blinders on. I don't answer emails. I, uh, you know, get up for like a 30 minute break for lunch. If I have, 
you know, if I get that writer's block kind of feeling, sometimes you're writing and then it just stops flowing and you know what you want to say, but you don't know what to do. Part of my process mm. will be going on a walk. So I'll, I'll grab my dog and we'll go on a, you know, a quick walk and um, I'll Love come that. back an hour later. Yeah. And, and an hour later, it's like all of a sudden it just flows because you sort through it or I sort through it while I'm on a walk. So that's definitely been part of the process, but yeah, it's really just to put the blinders on get my laptop in my office with no distractions and just go. So obviously stress management is very important for you since you also Mm -hmm. have MS Um, and writing a book can be pretty stressful. So what are some, (laughs) and and we've already talked about how everybody should be managing their stress, not just people with MS. So what are some of the stress management techniques or self-care techniques that you've delivered that you've developed for yourself during the writing process that might help everyone who's writing a book? Right. Well, and it's, it's funny because when I wrote the first book, we actually were in the process of remodeling our kitchen (laughs) because it was actually because of a leak. It wasn't even that we just wanted to do it. And so I had like construction people all in the, in the house the whole time. And so I was dealing with extra stress when I was writing my book about stress. So it was pretty ironic. Um, But, you know, one of the main things that I did Um, while I was writing this book to minimize the stress was I think that's really when I developed that, um, you know, put the blinders on and just kind of go into your center and just focus and just stay current, just stay in the moment and just write Mm. in the moment. And somehow that was um, a big stress release, Um, just not worrying about what was going on in the kitchen, not worrying about anything else besides the words that I was putting on a page right then. And anytime you can stay present is golden because when you're present, that means what you're not thinking about is all the what ifs and all the things that did happen and all, you know, all the other stuff that you're stressing out about that really isn't happening right then and there. So Mm. that was a major, major, major thing. And then the other thing actually that I, I kind of, developed into my writing process that is also a huge stress release in and of itself is that movement part of it. Like instead of sitting there and beating myself up, because that's never good for um, staying stress-free, right? Sitting there and just getting mad at yourself. I <laughs> couldn't, you know, you know, that's never awesome. So when I couldn't make things work, I, I would know very quickly that feeling. I would, I would understand that feeling in my body of like, okay, something's not right. There's a block here. I don't really know how to proceed. And then I would grab my dog and I would go outside. And that movement, that exercise is a huge stress release. And that's something that I incorporated into this writing process that helped me just immediately. When I saw my block, I would go and release that stress and I would come back. And it was completely reset and the stress was gone. It's amazing how that, you know, reset can just completely mm. reframe the experience. Absolutely. So, half of stress getting, you know, oh, I was just going to say no, half of stress management is to realize when it's coming on and to nip mm. it in the bud. I totally love that. So um, is there anything that you wish you knew before you wrote before you wrote your first book, is there anything you learned in that process that you like, kind of had wished you'd known or something you applied to writing this second book? Um, I guess I, I wish I knew that all the little things that I was freaked out about didn't really matter. 
Like, like people can tell you that as much as they want, but until you understand that for yourself, it's, you know, it's, so I wish I understood that for myself, but like all the tiny little Mm. decisions, like, should I do blue or off blue? I don't know. (laughs) Like all these things that you really think matter. I I kind of wish I could go back and erase all of those little things because it would have saved a lot Mm. of energy. Mm, Love that. Okay, so your first book came out uh, a few months ago now. Um, Mm -hmm. What are some of the best things that have come out of being an author? So much. I mean, honestly, I love hearing from the people who read my book and have told me how much it's helped them and how different their approach is to stress and to MS. That's just, I mean, I think it's just one of the most delicious things about being an author is hearing how your reader uh, has been positively affected by your work. Um, But another thing that's really helped just me personally is it's open doors, especially on things like speaking for me. It's just this instant credibility, writing a book, to be able to say you're an author, like now I, you know, I tell people, yes, I'm a coach. Yeah, I work with people who are newly diagnosed. But I can also put, I am uh, I'm an author. I write self-help books for people with MS. And that's huge to be able mm. to say that. And that definitely gives credibility uh, in people's eyes. And I've been given a lot of different speaking engagements for sure because of that. Give us a couple, a couple examples of the types of uh, places that you've had the opportunity to speak. You know, um, a couple of them are just workshops that people have asked me to come and teach uh, different tools like positive psychology tools or, or things like that. Um, I have spoken at self-help groups for MS. There's a lot of, of amazing self-help groups where people come and I've taught uh, a couple of workshops for self-help groups. I was, I was invited by a uh, MS specialist specialty office at a hospital to come and talk. They were holding a little symposium for their newly diagnosed patients and caregivers, and they mm-hmm. were having their entire team. Yeah, they had their entire team stand up and talk about what they do, like the social workers and the physicians and assistants and things. And they had me stand up, and they said Andrea is part of the team and she's a coach and. And I was able to stand up and kind of say a little bit of what to expect when you're diagnosed and what caregivers can expect and that kind of thing. So it's really all across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So um, what was different about writing and publishing your book than you all those years that you thought, well, someday I'm going to write a book? What, What about this whole process and experience of becoming an author has surprised you? It just, it became real. It, it stopped being this idea in the back of my head. It stopped being this one day and yeah, I'm sure it'll happen. Right. And, and it just became like, boom, like you're in it. You're a part of the team. Now the ball is rolling. You've got your deadlines. Let's do this. And it just all of a sudden was this real thing right in front of me that I was, I was doing uh, and did way more quickly than I thought I would ever be able to do it. Mm. So a lot of people have this um, fantasy. It's sort of, there's like a romantic fantasy about um, (laughs) becoming an author. There's some sort of romance around that. And it's sort of of like, well, 
that, and maybe this is also true for, for self-help work in a way, but it almost is like, well, then I'll be done. Then I'll have arrived. Then I can, you know, check the box, get my gold star, and, like, I've done what I'm here to do. Did uh-huh. did you find that experience that it was like a big check mark, or did you find more that it opened up more questions than in some ways it solved? It you know getting that published like on on that day of being published and you know we we have that party and we talk about our book and it really that in that moment it was like yes I have arrived the box is checked this is mm-hmm. awesome that that moment was like five minutes and then all of a sudden I'm like okay what's next <laughs> mm-hmm. now let's do something with this book now let's get out now we can, how do I get this to many people and then within you know, a couple of months, I was like, ah, I've got another book that I need to do. So yes, it was this fantastic moment. And then all it does is just, for me, it just kind of was this big firework that went off in my head. And I was like, oh my gosh, now I can do this and I can do that. And like what it does here and I can do that. What if I do this, right? It just kind of sparked all of these other fantastic things that I could do. Yeah. I think it's interesting that it, it, what is it? It's kind of like graduation. Like graduation mm-hmm. is called commencement, and it feels like an end, but really com- commencement is about the beginning of something. Totally. That's exactly right, because you graduate, and you're like, hmm, what about grad school? <laughs> what mm-hmm. about this career? Yeah, it's exactly right. It's exactly right. Hmm. Love that. Well, um, what is the advice that you would give to somebody who wants to write a book, maybe like you, somebody who has kind of mm. known forever that they were going mm-hmm. to write a book, but mm-hmm. they just, uh, they aren't getting it done. They're starting outlines. They're starting chapters. Those <laughs> chapters right. aren't somehow turning into a book. What would you mm-hmm. specifically tell someone like that to do if they really wanted to get their book done? You know, the first thing I would tell them was just because you're not getting it done on your own doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. It's not this, you know, if you really wanted to do it, you would do it kind of a thing. Like it's okay if you can't get it done or you're not getting it done on your own. Um, And, you know, there are people that can help you. Like you don't have to do this on your own. In fact, I would argue that you shouldn't do it on your own, to be honest, because uh, there are so many things you don't realize you're missing when you're trying to do it. So I would say, you know, it absolutely can be done. Do you feel like you would have one book published and another one uh, month or so, month and a half from being published if you didn't have a team? <laughs> it's like a trick question. Uh, no way. She laughs. <laughs> There's no way. There's no doubt in my mind. I would still be sitting with that outline halfway written or like rewritten like three times maybe on my, mm-hmm. on my work document. On it. There's no way. Yeah. I would have done this on my own. Uh-uh. So that's nope. that's really the question is like, do you want to sit around rewriting outlines and trying to get better <laughs> at this? Or do you want a yep. team around you of people who can hold you accountable to crossing that finish line, maybe in a way that is different than you would have expected, um, but hopefully even more powerful? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely in a more powerful way. I mean, questions that you don't even realize are questions that you should ask when you're writing your book. 
right? I mean, things that it's like you don't even realize you need to put in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think in my, in my opinion, getting a team is the best way to get a book done. Love it. Andrea Hansen is the author of Live Your Life, Not Your Diagnosis, How to Manage Stress and Live Well with Multiple Sclerosis. You can find that on Amazon. You can also learn more about Andrea at andreahansoncoaching.com. Andrea, tell us a little bit about the types of people you work with and how you work with them. Well, I work with um, people who are newly diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, and they are just confused about, you know, how to live well, how to really just live their life as normal and keep their, keep their MS, uh, you know, calm. <laughs> and so I work with them on everything from diet and what is best for them to eat to exercise to different health habits to stress management, all the things that you can be doing on your own to, you know, soothe your MS and have you live a you know, fulfilling, healthy life for 20, 30 years in the future. And so if somebody has um, someone that they know or love with MS, um, I would say for mm-hmm. sure, or, or if you have MS, um, for sure, check out Andrea's book. But are there other uh, ways we, we've told them about Andrea Hansen coaching? Anything else that you would recommend to them if, if they have MS or if they know somebody with MS? Well, I would just recommend, um, number one, getting a great MS specialist in their, in their corner. That's something that's very, very important. And number two, know that it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. There are people that can help you and that there are things that you can do to help yourself and help yourself live well with this diagnosis. This and diagnosis if does not they have want to, to know about you. more of those things, AndreaHansonCoaching.com, do you offer a consultation? I do, yeah. They can go to callwithandrea.com and set up a complimentary uh, discovery session where we can just sit and chat and um, you can ask me anything you want about your diagnosis and what's going on. And um, we can talk more about what you can do to help you live your life. Yeah, I bring this up because I actually had this experience in the last couple of weeks where I was talking to somebody who was newly diagnosed and mm-hmm. they weren't exactly asking me for advice, but I really didn't know what to say other than mm-hmm. I'm sorry and can you call my friend Andrea? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was the best advice that I could offer people is to really talk it through with someone who's been there, has a plan, and knows kind of how to get to the other side of the shock and overwhelm of a new diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because you can be there. I mean, I've had this diagnosis for 16 years, so I know. I understand the shock, and I understand that you can absolutely live well on the other side. So, yeah, sometimes they, you know, when, when you're newly diagnosed, you just want to talk to somebody who's been there. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, um, Andrea Hansen, again, the author of Live Your Life, Not Your Diagnosis, available on Amazon. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. All right, you guys. Well, we are going to be back next week with Book Journeys Radio. If you are interested in writing and publishing a book with us, um, we are just onboarding our May class. They will publish in September. There is one spot currently available for the May group. If you are interested in securing that spot, just head over to theauthorincubator.com slash apply. Um, and if you have any questions um, about that application process, I would just encourage you go through it because there is a really juicy 40-minute interview on the other side of the application that tells you everything you need to know um, to see if the program is a fit for you. And every week on Book Journeys, we talk to authors who have made that transformation, who have uh, gotten their books out into the world and making a difference. And just remember, no matter how powerful your message of hope, healing, or transformation is, it does not make a difference unless it gets into people's hands, into their heads, and into their hearts. And that is how we change the world one book at a time. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.